1: I mentioned earlier that if you're called to do ministry and you're a true disciple of Jesus, that means you're only going to preach his word and you're going to endear people to him, not to yourself or your ministry. As Paul did, he espoused them to one husband, 2 Corinthians 11. Paul never espoused anybody to himself and only to Christ. He said he espoused the Corinthian believers to Christ, 2 Corinthians 11, right in the beginning. And also he said in 2 Corinthians, I believe it's either 3, 5 or 4, 5, that we preach not ourselves, but we preach Christ. Paul didn't foster anybody's affection toward him, did nothing to do to do such, but only that of Christ. Think about it in the book of Acts, Paul and one of the other servants of God that was with him were called Mercurius and you know Jupiter or whatever planets and elevated by men. But what did they do? They ran in among them and ripped their clothes open and said, we're men of like passions. In other words, do not do not look to us in undue fashion. They would not have that. Now, a lot of people today, their whole ministry is centered around endearing folks as a Affection to them and to their ministry, not to Christ. That is not a New Testament ministry, beloved. That is a false ministry. It's not about their ministry and how wonderful their logo or website is or how wonderful they are. You know, they travel around the nation and hold these seminars and they have these big banners and they build their ministry's image in the eyes of the people. Not Christ. They're not holding the head. Colossians 2 18 and 19. Jesus is the head. Capital H. Jesus is the head. It's all about Jesus. Anybody's ministry, it's not all about the one who died, was buried, and rose again The nail-scarred risen Savior who's coming soon. He is absolutely a false ministry. Depart from it. Run from it. And if you're going to be a truth-teller, one who endears people to Jesus instead of yourself, that'll be a constant temptation. We just need to die to it completely. If you're going to be one of those people who just preaches Jesus, you are going to suffer lack. That's the pattern. That's what we see in the life of Paul. That's what we see in the life of the heroes of the faith in Hebrews 11. That's what we see in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. This suffering is Part and parcel of what must be suffered for following heaven's king, who while on earth Jesus had not nowhere to lay his head a beautiful head, if you will, at times. Uh, Luke nine fifty eight. There's no denying that. The bottom line is that while you are in the ministry, you will find that most people simply don't give. They will not give. But you're gonna have to still preach and suffer lack at the cost of your own life in many ways. People a lot of people don't care, just like they didn't with Jesus. Folks have folks around them, including those like yourself if you call it in the ministry they don't care if you got what you need some do praise God Epaphroditus I believe hard to pronounce that name Epaphroditus I believe it is helped Paul greatly so did the Philippians but some of the other churches did not help him we found on a personal level that one or less than 1% are going to help. praise God for that that few that help hallelujah without them I don't know where it would be but just be aware of that that a lot of the folks that claim to be we read earlier 2 Timothy 3 they have a form of godliness. they claim to be follow Christ, but they're very busy about fornicating with the trinkets and temporal pleasures of this fleeting world. They've been lulled to sleep willingly by their own refusal to lay down their own lives and truly serve the Lord. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power, the reign of Christ. They deny Christ's right to reign in their lives. They're lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. They're lovers of self. That's what we read. That would be the case, especially in this final hour in which we live. Like others who have been led to embark upon serving God by feeding his sheep and winning lost souls, you are going to be, you're going to suffer. You're going to suffer. Now, some of you that are called to ministry, you're already in ministry, doing ministry. You may have the resources. I hope you do. I really hope you do. I don't believe it's God's will that ministry suffer lack. The scripture says that those that are fed by a ministry or a person that's feeding them are to communicate or give to that person. If everybody did that, everything would work out just perfectly. That's Galatians 6.6. 6. Also, those who labor in the word and doctrine are to be counted worthy of double honor, First Timothy 5, 17 and 18, and that we should never muzzle the mouth of an ox. Double honor means financial blessing, financial blessing. They are to be taken care of so they can continue to do and increase in doing the most important work on the earth, feeding the flock of God and winning lost souls. But number one is feeding the flock of God. That's the number one priority in God's economy. But I want to encourage you, friend, that as you preach the gospel and the word of God, whether you have what you need or not to pay your bills, that God God is still your exceeding great reward. Genesis 15, verse 1. To those who call to serve God and do it in the truth, never apologize for answering God's call or try to talk people into doing what God commanded them to do, and that's give. Don't apologize for having been. It's, it's very awkward. You're gonna feel that that feeling inside of you as a man. It's very awkward when you have needs, and those needs are like way past due. You can't apologize if you've answered the call of God. Realize that you're gonna suffer. It's the pattern. One of the things you you're you're going to suffer, you may suffer, is just what Jesus suffered, just what every true, true God-faring servant has ever suffered. And that's lack. At times you're going to lack. Paul said that all men forsook him at some point, but the Lord stood with him and the Lord's going to stand with you. Don't apologize for having answered your Savior's call to go forth and preach. Satan's going to come in and tell you, well, you you know, you weren't called of God to do this and you did it all, you know, on your own self-appointment and all this stuff. That's probably just proof that God has called you. He's going to be there for you. And your suffering is actually part and parcel with your calling. Praise God that you answered that calling. But not everybody else around you is going to answer their calling to be faithful. They're just as responsible to help and to become one who contributes and distributes goods and money to you to keep you sustained so you can do that work. They're not all going to answer that call. That doesn't mean you were wrong for answering the call of God at all. That lack is a pretty much a badge of honor. It's going to coincide with What happened to Jesus And to Paul You're in good company Praise God Simply continue To preach the word Precious And rebuke With all long Suffering and doctrine 2 Timothy 4 2 Preach the word Be instant In season And out of season Reprove Rebuke Exhort With all long Suffering and doctrine And do it with the word Be forewarned That if you are Called and obedient To the call of God And you answer that call To his work Especially full time For a season Or whatever In your life You will most likely Suffer in many ways Including lack as Jesus did, as I said earlier, Paul did and thousands upon thousands of other true disciples throughout New Testament history and in the under the Old Testament. Listen, Luke 9, 58 says, And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes. And this is a man who said he was going to follow Jesus. Jesus warned him. He said, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man had not where to lay his head. Jesus didn't have anywhere to lay his beautiful head at times. And he's telling this guy basically to count the costs, count the cost. And if you're going to follow me, remember, there's going to be times when you have nowhere to lay your head. You don't have any food to put in your mouth. You don't have anything paid. You don't have your electrical bill paid. Your rent is days or weeks late. First Corinthians 4, 9-13. through 13. Paul said this. He wrote this. For I think that God has set forth us the apostles last, as it were appointed to death. For we are made a spectacle unto the world, and to angels and to men. And one of the reasons is why. Lack. It's not a good testimony when somebody in the ministry doesn't have money to pay their electric bill or pay their rent. But God it's going to see you through. He says this, we are fools for Christ's sake, but ye are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. Ye are honorable, but we are despised. Even unto this present hour, Paul writes, we suffer hunger. When he wrote this, he suffered hunger. He didn't have anything to eat and thirst, he didn't have anything to drink. I wonder if some people missed out on this opportunity to be a blessing to Paul. I believe it's pretty obvious that they did. It'd be my speculation. Remember we read Matthew 25, 45 and 46, in as much as you did it not under the the least of these that Christ said, You did it not unto me. And before that, he had said, When he hungered, you gave him no food. When he thirsted, they gave him no drink. These are people on earth in their earthly life that had the opportunity to be a blessing to especially the people of God and didn't. And therefore, they were judged and sent to everlasting punishment. He says here in verse 42, I'm just going to read this passage Matthew 25, 42 through 46. For I will, Jesus said, For I was, this is at the judgment. He's going to bring us all back back into the light. For I was in hungry, I was hungry, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you took me not in. Naked, and you clothed me not. Why? Because you chose to keep your two coats and not get worn away. Sick and in prison, and you visited me not. When's the last time we visited the sick, or someone that was sick, or in prison? When's the last time we made sure somebody else had food on the table and drink? Had their electric bill paid, or whatever? Had their rent paid? You might not be able to help them much, but you can help them some. You might not be able to make the whole difference in every lacking person in the world, but you can make the difference in one life, and God's going to hold you accountable to it, because when He makes it available to you, and makes it that opportunity available to you, and makes that known to you, He's watching. This is all coming back into remembrance, friends. The sin of omission will reap people eternal damnation, as we see in this passage. And as we saw in Luke 16, where the rich man had the opportunity, he had a poor man sitting at his gate. He refused to help him. Therefore, he was cast into hell. He's still there. He will be there forever. Until hell's cast into the lake of fire, it's going to be even worse to suffer eternal conscious torment. Verse 44. Then shall they also answer him saying, Lord, when saw we thee an hungry or a thirst? When did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked? When did we see you without clothes? Jesus, we don't remember seeing you suffering these needs or sick or in prison and did not minister unto thee. Lord, we would have helped you if it was you. We Listen to what Jesus said. Then shall he answer them saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you did it not to one of the least of these. You did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. The sin of omission will reap eternal damnation. Now let me read this again. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 9 through 13. Apostle Paul says, For I think that God has set forth us the apostles last, as it were appointed to death. For we were made a spectacle unto the world, unto angels, unto men. We are fools for Christ's sake, but ye are wise in Christ. We are weak but ye are strong. Ye are honorable, but we are despised. Even unto this present hour, we suffer. We both suffer hunger. For our present hour, we both hunger and thirst and are naked and are buffeted and have no certain dwelling place. So Paul said at the present time when he wrote this, he had, they had him and his ministry, people that were with him helping him minister to the saints. They hungered, they thirsted, they were naked, they were thirsty, they were naked, they were buffeted. That's a great suffering. Can you imagine being hungry and without water. Have you ever been there and have no certain dwelling, had nowhere to lay their head? Following Jesus will reap you the same consequences on this earth, but eternally you will be rewarded beyond what we could possibly, possibly even imagine. 1 Corinthians 2.9, beloved, says this, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him and those that serve him. Listen to Hebrews 6.10. This is to you who are called and obedient to the call of God to preach the truth. It's going to cause a lot of pain and conviction in people, and they're not going to want to repent. They're going to turn to the false prophets who will tell them what they want to hear and lull them back to sleep, and you'll be left to suffer. But it says in Hebrews 6.10, here's a promise. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love, which you have showed shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Praise God. And I'm going to keep reading. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the fullest shorts of hope unto the end, that is in ministering to the saints, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Don't be slothful. Don't be weary and well-doing, friend. God is going to reward you. Be not weary and well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Galatians 6, verse 9. Don't stop serving the Lord, beloved. Endure to the end. You have great recompense of reward lying ahead of you, as uh, the writer of Hebrews writes in the end of Hebrews chapter 10. Now listen to First Corinthians 15, verse 57 and 58. And let your heart be encouraged, beloved. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is going to see you through, beloved. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. He said, take no thought for the morrow, for sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Read that. That passage in, in Matthew 6 and let God put that deep into your spirit you're gonna need it you're gonna need that fuel that spiritual fuel to be in food to be able to run on in the days ahead And some of you need it right now first Corinthians 15 58 therefore my beloved brethren be steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord you are going to be tremendously beyond measure rewarded. praise God in the days ahead for now we're not with the king yet we're not in his presence but he's with us and he's going to see us through through these sufferings and you're going to be able to comfort others in the comfort you're receiving in your suffering. According to 2 Corinthians 1, verse 2 through 5. Praise God. Let me keep reading here. I'm in the midst of the passage. 1 Corinthians 4, 9 through 13. Even unto this present hour, Paul says, we both hunger and thirst and are naked and are buffeted and have no certain dwelling place. And labor, they kept working, working with our own hands, being reviled. We bless. Being persecuted, we suffer it. Being defamed, we entreat. We are made as the filth of the world and are the off of all things unto this day. Unquote. 1 Corinthians 4, 9-13 through 13. Now, let me read another resume of what Paul suffered as a servant of Christ. And these are many of the things that we're going to suffer by continuing to stay faithful to Jesus Christ by preaching his truth and making him known and building up his saints. The persecution and the suffering that you endure is going to be proof that you're actually right in the center of the will of God. As I said earlier, when you launch out to obey God, Satan and even other people are going to come and they're going to say, well, you weren't called to go in ministry and, you know, you did it all on your own or said things like that just because the provision's not there. Well, that's not biblical at all. You're suffering lack because you're doing the will of God. You've given up. If you've been called full time, you've given up the world and even that which could do your own self good. You've done this to your own hurt by obeying God's voice to feed his sheep. Even some of the people you feed are going to say these things. At the same time, they're not even helping. They're not helping and they won't help, but they're going to stand back and mock you. Unbelievable hypocrisy. 2 Corinthians 6, 4 through 10 says, But in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God, in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments. Notice, in necessities. all lacked basic necessities in his ministry. That was part of the affliction of the gospel of Jesus Christ and it put him in distresses in stripes and imprisonments in tumults or turmoils in labors in watchings in fasting by pureness by knowledge by long-suffering by kindness by the Holy Ghost by love unfeigned by the word of truth by the power of God by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left by honor and dishonor by evil report and good report people gave him an evil report even people that claim to know Christ and the world by evil reporting good report as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and yet behold we live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful and yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. Praise God. Listen to that last part, Second Corinthians 6.10. As poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. I want you to memorize that, Second Corinthians 610, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, and yet possessing all things. Well,
0: brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on SafeguardYourSoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all Scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every month, and your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting, and feel free to visit our donate page on the site, and you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon, and you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so, and a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and all over the world. And may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say together in the words of Revelation 22, even so, come Lord Jesus. Jesus. Amen.